Welcome back to Two Jack Bros, and if it's your first time, welcome to you, and thank you for giving us a shot. I am Sydney. I am sitting next to Ansley. Hello. And today, our guest is none other than the Casey Kuftick. What's up? Happy to have you here. Happy, to, ha- happy to be here. Yeah. yeah thank you. Appreciate awesome. it. Awesome, man. I was looking forward to having you here. Um, Ansley. Yes. You want to tell Casey how the show works? Oh. Casey, do you know how the show works? I, fortunately, I do now. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. You, took, you told you, me about the Jake episode. I'm like, all right. Is that the one you checked I out? I did check it out. All right, awesome. Very good. Very awesome. good. Yeah. yeah. It was uh, when I asked Casey to come on to the show. I'm always debating whether or not to have somebody come in blind or not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it depends on the person. It does. Yeah. It does. And like with Casey, it was like, I know it can go either way with him. I know, I know, I know it would be good either way but i also know he likes to prepare for things oh yeah yeah he likes to be ready for stuff Mm -hmm. so it's like oh i don't want you to see an episode but i know you work that way yeah but anyway it all worked out yeah no it's good it all worked out cool so if you don't know if you're listening for the first time the premise of this podcast is to prove that you can have a dark sense of humor and still reach enlightenment or a higher consciousness right and what we do is we take our guest who is casey through the process of enlightenment so that you and Ansley and myself can laugh our ways to a higher consciousness. Yes. We get enlightened through Casey becoming enlightened. It's pretty sick. Yep. Casey, are you ready for we're, this? We're, yeah, we're going to get there. Yeah, yeah. We're, 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 we'll reach it. I don't know if I've ever been enlightened, so we'll, yeah, we'll see how this goes. Uh, I don't know if we ever have either. <laughs> but each episode puts us a little closer. Perfect. You know? it's, uh, our guests leave glowing. Yeah, it's insane. Yes. They leave sitting in the lotus position. Yeah, <laughs> float out of the house. Yeah, it's pretty sick. Uh, Ansley. Yes. Let's go. Casey, what yeah. situation or experience has taught you the most information? Um, I probably have to go with uh, the parents' divorce, mm. and that's that's informative. Yes. <laughs> There's a lot you find out there. Uh, yeah, yeah. All the dirty laundry. Um, how old were you when your parents divorced? The nice ripe age of 13. You oh, know, when beautiful. L- life's already <laughs> going great and it's sunshine and roses. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so before we get into the divorce, you're 13. What are your what are your strengths and weaknesses at 13? I want to uh, know I want to know the back of your like when you get like X-Men cards. Uh-huh. I want to know the back of your X-Men yeah. cards. Give me your stats. My my strength like one of my strengths of hate I was good at like not liking anything, you know, about <laughs> what was ever around me. Um immobility, you know, not actually wanting to do anything. Um <laughs> Angry, uh, sanitary yeah. dude. Weaknesses. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, weakness, or weaknesses include uh, school, um, <laughs> responsibilities, <laughs> listening, you know, your typical, treat. yeah. Okay. Where, typical 13-year-old mutant. Were you guys grow up in Philadelphia area? I grew up uh, in a small town on the other side of the state called Edinburgh. It's uh, right like outside Pittsburgh? of Erie, Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah, like yeah, about yeah, like yeah. about like two hours north of Pittsburgh. There's a college in Edinburgh, like Edinburgh, Edinburgh University. Yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah, where yeah. I went. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, cool. Yeah. That's a private. This is a small private school. Small state school. Oh, uh, okay, it was okay. part of like the PSAC, you know, state system, like Shippensburg, Westchester, gotcha. um, IUP. They're all a part of that same system. Gotcha. Yeah. Now you're you're 13. Mm-hmm. I need to know if you have brothers and sisters. Okay. Oh, also yes, I'm the youngest. 
Uh, my sister is uh, four years older than me. My brother's seven years older than me. Okay. Are you implying that because he's the youngest, the divorce is somehow his fault? That was fucked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was very fucked up. It was it's fucked like, up, but it's true. Draw the back. Yeah. All right. So uh, Casey was the straw. So yep. you're 13. Uh-huh. Or now, are you? What is your relationship like with your your mom and your dad? It was, I mean, it was good, and it always has been really good. And I think with the information that came, you know, is that it wasn't an ugly situation by any means. Mm-hmm. You know, they weren't fighting. There was no, like, uh, oh, my God, I'm glad this is finally over. It was kind of like I was surprised because I just didn't realize that there was anything going on. Yeah. So was it mutual? Um, I believe that it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that, um, you know, as people do, they fall apart. You know, I think my my father would have liked to just kind of stick it out just so I could get through like high school without dealing anything. Mm. But, you know, different situations for different people. And then I understood where like my mom was coming from where like, you know, she was ready to like move on. And so, you know, there is like some choices I had to make. And, you know, who oh, am I gonna, where out. am I going to go? Because like, yeah. yeah, you know, my brother and sister were in college. So like, yeah. of course, they're affected by it, but they're also not in the house. Yeah. OK, so, so like, it, you know, if before. So who was. Who was making the bigger play for your affection? And keep in mind that, <laughs> no, but keep it in mind, keep yeah. it in mind, because like dads can get a bum rap from, in a situation like this. Keep it in mind that your dad is a man, and he's trying to make that affectionate <laughs> play a little differently. Uh, you know, he didn't really change up the game too much. You know, he... That's why I said that. Yeah, he, <laughs> he didn't, I mean, yeah. he was a, you know, he was, a, he was an attorney, and he spent hours and hours in the office, so like... He just didn't really change that much. You know, mm-hmm. he was just, he still was very hyper-focused on work. Um, my mom was like the one who's like, hey, I got tickets for us to go to the Penguin season home opener, you know, Sidney Crosby's first game in Pittsburgh. And I'm like, <laughs> pretty sweet, mom, not going <laughs> to lie. Yeah, your house is looking pretty good right now. And so, yeah, you know, it's, um, and that's how they've both always been. You know, my dad's never been much of a like, uh, I'm going to do this grand gesture, you know, and, yeah. and my mom has always been like, I want to do something very special for you. It's you know, the kind of people okay. they are. So, but you're 13 and you have the option between a house where you will have like Sidney Crosby tickets or a house <laughs> where you will have like all the freedom you need and privacy to jerk off at 13. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I went to my dad's house eventually. <laughs> uh, that's why I ended up, you know, I started the move to mom's house and I was like, I don't think I'll be able to jerk off here as much as I really feel like I should be right now. Uh, I'm going to go back to dad's where no one's ever home. Yeah. <laughs> this should be a lot easier. <laughs> okay. All right. So you, Originally, you went to mom's and you went to dad's. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so then what overall, so what, what, is, what are you learning from this divorce? I mean, like, in a fucking sad way, it was like, like I said, because it was very, um, it kind of came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I was also just oblivious to things too, right? They didn't yeah. sleep together in our house for a year. Mm. But like what had happened was my mom, she, um, she was like wiping the counter and like jammed her pinky in like the corner really bad and had to have surgery on her pinky. So then she started like she had to keep it elevated at night after the surgery over her head. So she was like sleeping on. She had like a couch in her office downstairs in our house. Mm. And she was like sleeping down there so she could elevate her, her hand, you know, and 
and she just kept it elevated for a year. <laughs> yeah, you like never like, thought sure, twice mom. about it, yeah. you know? <laughs> never thought twice about it. And then I think we like finally started having conversations because I think I just wasn't asking any questions. And my mom was like, she's a, a psychologist. And she's just like, ah, oh, Jesus, he's not picking up on anything. And so she actually started to talk to me about it. Um, so then I started to like realize, okay, something's going on. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I was completely oblivious. So again, it was just kind of like, the information I was really getting was like things can just change, like yeah. not, you know, things that your your comfort zone can go away and, you know, almost immediately, like things can just shift overnight, like nothing's really certain, nothing might last forever. So I, you know, not the best outlook to have on life, but that was like, yeah, I had not really experienced anything. I lived a pretty cozy life up until then. And then it was like shit can happen, you know, shit can hit the fan, shit can change. And so, you, you know, you kind of start to look at everything a little bit differently, you know, after that. That's an important lesson. Yeah. For sure. People need to know that. I feel like, you know, as a parent, I want my kids to know that. But I'm also like, you know, Anzi and I work pretty hard. We're able to provide our kids a little bit of a more comfortable life than we had growing up. Mm-hmm. But in doing so, they're not getting the chaotic, tumultuous shit at all times to know that. That their yeah. comfort zone. Also not a bad thing. Yeah, not a bad thing. But yeah, Except it they is have like... a dad that's overly paranoid and constantly <laughs> screaming in their face how things can change yeah. at any moment. Yeah. And they're like, what are you talking about? Nothing's changed the entire time we've been alive. And you're like, it will. Trust me. It's going to change. Nothing's guaranteed. Yeah. 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 It's also, it's also funny to me to think about like later on in life, if like you jam like your pinky or a, a finger and you realize like after a week, it's like, it, that was quick. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, it's pretty okay, but yeah. this couch is comfortable. And yeah. 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 So, um, all right. Thank yeah. you for sharing that. Yeah. yeah. And um, so what we do from here, uh, now each question is going to be associated with opening up a different chakra. All oh, that wasn't one of them. That, that wasn't a chakra opener. <laughs> okay. That was that was that's just a who is Casey Kufthick. Oh, okay, that was a yeah. great way to find out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, from the root chakra to the crown chakra is where we're going to go, and the root chakra is located in your butthole. I have to tell everybody that. Oh yeah. Because that's that's my way of asking for consent to move forward yep. with these chakras. Okay, uh, Ansley, let's go. All right. Casey, how did yes. you learn to overcome fear? Was I supposed to do that at this point <laughs> in my life? <laughs> um, I, that's a thing that I've, I've been on lately. I feel like I'm, I'm still a very um, afraid person. Mm-hmm. I've been, it's, on, it's been on my mind a lot lately. Um, and, I'm not, and I'm not afraid of everything, but like I, I just noticed that fears keep kind of circling back or popping up. And I'm like, damn, how have I not gotten this like under control? Um, you know, some stuff like, like stand up, you know, I'm never like, I'll get nervous before a set, but I'm always excited to do it. Yeah. But then like, I'll be afraid of like, I don't want to hit this booker up for a show. Cause I don't want to deal with the rejection part of it that I am expecting will come, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, um, and, and just fears in general, like even I'm still like, I'm, <laughs> I'm still like a child at heart. I still get spooked by like a sound that I don't know where it's coming from. Okay. You know, like last night I thought I heard something breathing in my room and I was like, all right, so like I'm not sleeping for the next two hours. It was probably just like an extra hum coming from my air conditioner. But like, yeah. 
But do I, you just like pull the covers over and like stay awake or do you flashlight and like check out your fear? Oh, I keep my eyes open. So if anything tries anything, <laughs> yeah. I'm ready for it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. I also imagine you like tracking on your watch, like how much time each <laughs> breath is. Like, okay, that's the rhythm. That's, that's breathing. Rhythm. Yeah. That's breathing. No, that's what I should do. That's not what yeah. I was doing. I was just being completely irrational and being like, did someone just breathe once? <laughs> They're good. Who wants that? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make sense, but that's what I mean. I have these like I still am like very capable of like having a, a very irrational, dumb fear uh, pop up. So yeah. yeah, I haven't really. I guess I'm not afraid to. Try, I'll say I'm not afraid to try things, and I think that that comes from like I had really supportive parents that were never like you can't do that. They mm-hmm. might be like you might not be good at that, but they would always support me and like. I mean, I, you know, I played every um, organized sport possible growing up. You know, I think I soccer, basketball, baseball, football, lacrosse, hockey. Like I I played all of them. Didn't really stand out in any of them, but I always wanted to keep trying different ones. Yeah. Um, Like hockey was was the most fun, but still I quit that. Um, uh, You know, I was in bands for a minute. I was like. Uh, training in pro wrestling i started doing stand-up like i've never been afraid to try a thing okay um i i guess where i get caught up is like the uh, the commitment to really go all the way with the thing yeah i start a lot of things (laughs) i don't finish a lot of things so i'm like there's got to be some fear intertwined there of Mm -hmm. of, you know being afraid of like what if it never goes anywhere and like oh i could control it now and just stop doing it yeah and it's not a thing that i just never make it in it's just a thing that like no i just i decided to stop doing it so yeah okay so I have, a, I have a quick question, kind of, I mean, definitely related to what you were saying, not towards the back end, but how are you at stealth? <laughs> stealth? Yeah, how um, are you personally at stealth? I'm like, I'm, 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 I, need a connect, I need a connection to this fear of somebody breathing once in your room. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, I'm pretty good, and I've like lived with people who, who have said, like, oh, I didn't even hear you come in last night. Or, like, I didn't hear, like, you walking up the stairs or anything like that. I only so, heard like, you breathe once. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, yeah, they're like, it seemed like there's... <laughs> yeah. That's what I was yeah. checking. Yeah. Right. All right. It makes sense yeah. now. <laughs> not, not so irrational of a fear yeah. if you believe that somebody yeah. like you could I be out exactly. there sneaking up on you. I know I'm pretty good at it. <laughs> I don't know. If I'm in someone's room, I'm not breathing once. I mean, I think, you know... I've got some fucking jabronis that are coming in, you know, that aren't really equipped for it. But, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So can you remember a time in your life when you were the most scared? Ooh, damn. Um, most scared. Oh. Um, not like, ah, man. I guess like the longer form thing was like my dad, my dad ended up passing away at cancer. So, he had it for like nine years. Mm-hmm. So that was a roller coaster of like fear of how much time, how bad is it currently, you know? And it was, he had, he ended up having like three, uh, four different cancers over like nine years. So they would oh, like wow. one thing would be good and then another would pop up. And so like, yeah, that was just kind of going in and out of like, all right, well, I'll start to prepare mm-hmm. mentally. And then he, he's good. And yeah. then I'm like, oh, great. And then it, hey, now it's in his, you know, it's it's uh, in his lungs. Ah, shit. All right, mm-hmm. I'll prepare. And, hey, it's not in his lungs anymore. It's in his brain now. It's, so then you're like, yeah, yeah. That was just constantly being scared for nine years. Yeah, yeah. man. Not great, but um, yeah, that was. Yeah, I can't think of like one specific event that I was like, 
ah shit this is terrifying but like that whole process was which you know, sounds terrifying yeah. by the way uh but is through that process was there a way that you were managing the fear or did you learn how to or uh, this this might sound like a morbid question but after your father passed in in I would imagine because of the process of it, you can now you can breathe a little bit. Oh. You're not holding your breath. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in that process of exhaling, did you notice a way that you were dealing with fear, or did did your fear tactic become uh, evident? Um, I know. I mean, like when after he passed, I, there was actually you know a sort of sigh of like he's not suffering anymore, mm-hmm. and you know especially towards the end when like his quality of life was really going down, it was like I, it was hard for me to even just watch it and yeah. see it, and so then yeah, there's like this this sigh, this kind of like a weight off of of my own shoulders even of like, um, you know I don't know about if it's a better place, but I just know that the place he was in, he's not in, and so that means he's not suffering anymore, mm-hmm. and so that yeah, that was a big sigh there, and I I guess like. I don't know if I ever like handled the fear well. I kind of would go in and out of, you know, finding ways to cope with things. I think even like doing comedy, like just going up and forcing myself to, you know, find things that are funny and look at things in a funny way when like, you know, real life is fucking shit. So, you know, I'm going to try to use humor to kind of keep myself afloat. Um, I'm a party person. So, you know, just going out and, you know, probably coping with, uh, booze a little too much was always a thing too. Okay. Um, you know, and I noticed that like after, after he passed a lot of that, like there wasn't this desire to like go chase other things and other good feelings. I was just able to kind of like sit in it for a minute and, um, you know, look back on, on what he had gone through and, and also what it was, you know, what I was going through with it as well. And, and just kind of like, um, I don't know what it was that I found from it, but there was like a piece that I kind of came to eventually. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think this is a fear chakra unlocked. For sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that Casey. Yeah, I did really it. Appreciate I unlocked it. it. Yeah. <laughs> you unlocked it. Yeah. That's one. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, and, and, and again, what I would take from that, uh, how you were learning, how you were dealing with fear was by pushing yourself to do other things. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah like always just, you know, not being afraid to just get, yeah, you know, go out and try stuff. And, um, cause I feel like it's, it's always, you know, you don't want to end your life being like, Oh, why didn't I, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. Ansley, yes. keep moving. All right, Casey, the next segment or next chakra is, uh, your pelvis chakra. It's a segment yeah. called my bad. It's a okay. chance for you to apologize to a person, place and think pers- person, yeah. place or thing in order to set your karma back to neutral. Okay. Ooh. All right, we just got done doing Casey's Patreon episode, and oh my God, it was so much fun. You're having fun now? Where do you get to that Patreon episode? Casey, did you have a good time? I had a fantastic time. Dude, Thanks it was for having me on. so good. Uh, which, by the way, $1 gets you all of our exclusive content on our Patreon, which not only includes the counter to this episode you're watching right now, which we call Two Jack Bros After Dark, where we enlighten Casey's shadow self, but you also get all of our fight commentary and analysis that we do on Anthony's Jiu-Jitsu matches and all the other stuff that we put up there. Man, $1, all of our content. So now we're going to get back to this episode and find out who or what Casey has to apologize to. Um, apologize. I'm like, uh, I grew up Catholic, so there's like that, like, 
guilt, you know, is like ingrained. And so like, I feel like I'm always apologizing even for things that I don't need to apologize for. Mm. Um, I'm like, I'll like say sorry to someone. I'm like, that was, you're fine. Don't worry about it. Um, I guess any, uh, I, I would like to apologize to everyone for anything <laughs> that possibly could have happened that I did not know about that I should have felt more guilty about, but I did. Oh um, no. I, that makes sense, right? Yeah. <laughs> Just, uh, everyone for everything. Blanket I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't mean harm on anyone ever. <laughs> if it happens, I'm sorry. Um, you know, uh, man, is there, a, like, is, is there a version of you that you're apologizing for the most? Right. Oh like, shit. Cause like I was like, you know, and, and you know, like given your like compartmentalizing, yeah. like I don't like to do that, but let's just say like, there are all these different versions of you. Like for example, yeah. like, after I have a bad set, I am not fun to be around. Yeah, right, right. You know, so like, yeah, bad set, Sydney. It's like I need, yeah. I need five minutes. Mm-hmm. If you can give me five, like, but that there's five minutes of time where I can feel how excruciating it is to be around me. Yeah, you know? I hear you. Yeah. So like, I mean, I'm not gonna apologize for it. You saw me have a bad set. Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> yeah, right. It's your fault for coming up to <laughs> yeah, me and no, saying no. some dumb shit yeah. like good set when you know, you know. Yeah, I just, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not like I'm completely ignoring people either. But I have yeah. to, like, I have to go into this bubble and deal with this. Yeah. So that I can come out and not have to. You know, good, good or bad, I always have to like leave the room in the venue. Like I have to like get out for a second and like yeah. you know, yeah, not immediately address anyone. And that's what's fucked up about what I do. I have to stay in the room and absorb it all. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I just, I need to deal with this in this room. So I can't, like, that's like how I handle fear. Like, I, it's like, I don't want to be here anymore. All right. I gotta stay. You gotta stay in it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. no, yeah, I get that. I, yeah, that yeah. makes a lot of sense to me. Why do I fly no matter what? <laughs> I'm like, that was good. I still got to get out of here. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't want too many people to compliment me, you know, like some <laughs> ego shit. Yeah. Um, so what is there a version of Casey that needs the most apologies? Unfortunately, obviously, like blackout Casey. You know, there is a lot of that in like college. That's not a racist like, term, Ansley. That's- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The, the part of me no, that I'm picturing him put it on. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, blackface Casey already apologized many times, many, many times. Uh, blackout Casey last because blackout Casey never knows what happened, and someone will be like, "Yeah, hey, you were pretty ripped," and I was like, "Ah, all right." And so you know, it's never good when you don't know. Uh, when you miss an hour or two of your night, you know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but that's always, sometimes that ends up just being people like, yeah, you're just drunk and fun, whatever. And then like, sometimes yeah. we were like, yeah, you kept screaming about shit that like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, all right, I'm also sorry about that too. Okay. Um, so when you're going through the dossier that you've been given of your blackout night, oh, yeah. like you're just like lifetime, your lifetime dossier, uh-huh. when you're looking at the list of things, like what are some of the more ridiculous things that stand out to you that blackout Casey has done? Oh God, man. Uh, <laughs> well, he, like, he invented blackface Casey. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god like uh like taking a piss on like the front lawn of like our house and then like it's in college and like people are like walking by and i'm just like yelling at like people as they walk by and i'm just like peeing out in front of like everyone can just see me like pissing towards them i, I might have been I, oh. you know, who knows who knows yeah um uh just like say it just dumb shit uh man well, this one was just kind of more fun. I like smashed a TV on a sidewalk and elbow dropped it. That could have hurt me more than anyone. So, okay, you yeah. know, but yeah, you, you do the stuff and you it's like, it's more so like, I just feel bad. Like friends had to be like, Sue's got their eye on Casey. Like yeah. who's like, who's watching like 
who's making sure he's not totally, you know, being an idiot. I got a DUI and like, that's not fun. You know, that's not a good, <laughs> you know, there's no one to apologize for that. I didn't hurt any. I got a DUI and a Taco Bell parking lot. So uh, no one was hurt <laughs> <laughs> except for my wallet and my appetite that night, yeah. my hunger. Um, but yeah, I, I think that like, and that's the thing that I've been also trying to be more conscious of lately. Like I got to like, you know, cause I've been doing it again. I'm like, why am I getting back into like college? Yeah. Like early mid twenties cycle of stuff. So how old are you now? 31. I also like stopped working. So I'm like, I need to get back into a job. Cause I got to like find a rhythm and routine, mm. you know? Cause right now I'm just kind of like, yeah, I'll just hang out and party and do whatever. And I'm doing yeah. that like three nights a week. I'm like, yeah, I got it. You know, you're, you know, the scene, like yeah. it's just easy. You're at bars all the time and, you know, I get bored. So I'm like, oh, I'll do this instead. And uh, not a not a good rhythm and routine to be in. But like, yeah, I think it's just, you know, I normally if I mess up, I think I'm pretty good at like an apology when I'm, you know, present in, in the thing that I was doing. OK, it's like those moments of like, you know, me just being an idiot, not handling my booze. I'm like, God, dude, like that's embarrassing. OK, so you, you know? just uh, like basically apologizing for all the ones you missed. Yeah, yeah, you know, because I don't. There's probably a couple out there, and that's what I was trying to. Jo- I was joking about it earlier. Now that I've gone full circle, I'm like, no, that is exactly what I'm doing. Anything I missed, um, I'm sure there's like some relationships that ended poorly, but also like that's always a two way street. Yeah. So, you know, um, there's like no like friendships that I'm really like, you know, I've had friendships like fizzle out, but nothing that like ended mm-hmm. really poorly. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. I'm saying that someone might watch us and be like, oh, no, this did not end well. And I'm like, all right, let me go back on and apologize for everything once again. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I think it's just really just like apology for like behavior over time. That like, you know, I was just being an idiot about and being immature and shit. Sure. Especially to those, all the, all those chaperones had to keep an eye on Casey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. The drunk chaperones were like, God, like, why can't he just stay on the same level as everyone else and just enjoy the night? Yeah. Or I mean, they I was, could they they could either be drunk chaperones or drunk sherpas, depending on ooh, how they approach it. True, yeah. true. Yeah, that was wise. That was wise. That was, yeah. 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 <laughs> Maybe I am enlightened. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but no, thank thank you for that. Were you a drunk sherpa in college, taking care of me? Well, yeah, I don't know what I was. <laughs> I was a sober sherpa. Yeah, taking care of a drunk. I mean, you weren't a Sherpa. No. What's the opposite of a Sherpa? What uh, pulls you down the mountain? <laughs> oh, no. Fat American? Uh, you weren't fat either. We'll, we'll figure out what you were. Okay. You, were you were definitely <laughs> drunk, though. <laughs> so, uh, definitely a pelvis chakra unlocked. Yes. It's uh, apologizing to all, for all the ones you <laughs> <he> missed. <laughs> you, that's your apology if you're out there and you're like, but he, oh yeah, I guess that's technically yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. What a cop out. <laughs> no, it's, a, it's a good one though. It's like, you know, all those drunk Sherpas or chaperones know exactly who they are. Yeah. You know? So, uh, Ansley, let's keep it moving. We are at the gut chakra now. So, Casey, how do you deal with disappointment in yourself? Again, I was supposed to have learned how to do that by now. No. <laughs> um, disappointment. I mean, I'm, I think that I, I was just actually talking to a friend like last night about like self-talk that you can get into. Mm. And he had a great point. He was like, uh, he's like, I say stuff to myself that I would never say to someone else. And I'm like, ah, that makes so much sense. And that's like something I try not to do of like, 
if I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it to someone else because I know if I said it to someone else, I would sound like an asshole. So mm-hmm. why would I say it to myself? Yeah. You know, so I mean, yeah, I'm, there's many reasons consistently why I'm disappointed in myself. But I also, you know, will take a step back and like try to do the, you know, broad view of my entire life and be like, you know, I've there's been a lot of good decisions along the way, too. So when I'm not happy with a decision, like the current decision I've made or or what, you know, outcome I got from something I'm like you know but um this is a this is one little thing in a long line of many decisions that have gone on for a long time and like I'm you know pretty happy with how my life has been that I'm like okay you know uh yeah this sucks but you know you've got a decent track record of you know good decision making I have to like kind of go back and look and like you know what I mean like remind myself like that was good that was good that was good so that like the current disappointment doesn't feel like it's you know the only thing that's ever happened to me. Yeah, yeah. it makes sense. You're putting it into perspective. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. yeah, that matters. It does. Being able to do that sometimes it's hard though. Oh yeah. Because especially when you're living in the disappointment, it in feels the like the biggest. Yeah. yeah, I'm not saying it's easy. <laughs> like yeah. it's it's yeah. like a, it's one of those things where, um, if I'm like if if I'm really disappointed in myself, I get I have a hard time getting out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, like if it's a really like dumb thing, I'll be in it for like a week or two yeah. and, and really sit and fester on it. And it takes me I don't get to that, like getting out of it part right away. It's it's there for a while, but I eventually scrape and claw my way out. And I'm like, that was fine. We were OK. <laughs> like that wasn't that big of a deal. Like, your fingernails are missing from my clawing <laughs> yeah, up a wall. Yeah, yeah, it was we're good. Covered in my own blood. I'm like, all right, we're fine. We're OK. <laughs> Also, too, with, like, the negative self-talk that you're talking about, like, you wouldn't say it to other people. Yeah. What I do is I say it to other people. <laughs> right? Because, you know, you say you, yeah. you, you say things to yourself that you wouldn't say to other people. Well, what I learned was the reason why I'm not saying it to other people is because in my mind, it's like, well, I can handle it. They can't. So I realized that part of the reason I wasn't saying that stuff to other people was because I was condesc- being con- like condescending towards them. Okay. Like, as if they couldn't handle the way that I talk to myself in my mind. Interesting. Then gotcha. I started to do it, and then I realized, oh, other, like it's not that bad. Okay. It's not like I don't, I don't talk that negatively to myself. I mean, you might. I, I don't. I, yeah, I get know, pretty. I get pretty. I get pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm more just like, get it together, Sid. And for the, for years, I would never say get it together to another person. Oh, like that yeah. level. Oh, um, that level. Yeah, yeah that's, 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 that's that's a nice thing. Yeah, I mean, I would if someone told me to get it together, I would appreciate it. You know. Yeah. yeah. I'm never saying get it together to myself. I'm like, you're the dumbest fucking person that has ever tried to do anything remotely close to what you just tried to do. Why did you think you have the right to even try to attempt this? I'll get like I get down and deep and dirty. Yeah. So I'm like, that's not shit. I would. Yeah, I wouldn't drop that on other people. I, I could. Get, I get pretty. Never ugly. believe that about me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could definitely yeah. need to get it together. <laughs> <laughs> my 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 one lately has been. I, I ask myself, "Are you getting dumber?" Like I like, <laughs> I pose the question. I like, "What is? Are you getting more dumb?" And I'm like, oh, yeah. "I don't know. Maybe I am." <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that means you're getting funnier. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> There's always a bright yeah, side. Right. <laughs> Um, all right. So, oh, so another question I like to ask in this, this, in this section is, um, is there like, you know, like, did you ever do sports or like performance arts or theater where you had like a particular disappointment that haunts you? Mm. Um, 
I guess I would have to say, man, because I got a lot of different things. So like an actual like performance or something that really disappointed me or like yeah, because like um, I always I always tell people I mean not, not to, I'm not trying to cut you off but like yeah. mine like you know I, I I played football for a little while mm-hmm. in high school and I mostly played defense but I got in for an offensive possession uh, where I was like the second string halfback okay and it was a two point conversion to win the game and it was like I just w- went through the line turned right. And then I was wide open. Okay. Right. And the play was for me yeah. to, to be wide open yeah. and to catch this pass and win the game rather than tie and then have to deal with all that shit. And um, the pass hit me right in the numbers and I dropped it. Oh, it was God, like yeah. the perfect pass. Yeah. You know, and like, and it wasn't even like, like it hit my chest. And then like, I was like fumbling to try to catch it. It like hit me, bounced off, and I was just like, "What the fuck just happened?" Like you forgot a football was about to be thrown your Dude, way. I forgot <laughs> football was being played at all. <laughs> it was, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I can relate to that because I I also played football in eighth grade, and uh, I was like a backup safety all year. Mm-hmm. And then it was like the last game of the season. Our team was undefeated. Um, our safety or one of our linebackers got injured, couldn't play the last game. So then the starting safety got moved up to linebacker. And then I got to start at safety and our team was good. Safety normally didn't have to do much because most of the tackles were made before anyone got to the secondary. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, there was only like three runs that like broke the line of scrimmage or like got past the linebackers. And I missed the tackle every single time. <laughs> and one of them, one of them went for a touchdown. And after the game, and we won. Here's the, we still won. We were undefeated. But after the game, you know, like all right, we're undefeated. We're good. I, I finally got to start at defense. And my dad was like, "Hey, there's burnt toast." And I was like, you "Motherfucker!" And so, there's that one, uh, man. Burnt toast. Yeah, it was like you know he's like sitting on it since the second, yeah. like the first half. <laughs> he just couldn't wait. Through a whole football game. Yeah. Yeah. Like half time. Yeah. 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 Parents are trying to talk. Like, Don't, I got. I can't no, no, lose this. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on, on to it. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, that was because it wasn't just disappointment. It was disappointment my father apparently too. Yeah. yeah. So, well, um, I mean, he got a cool fun line out of it. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Man, that's funny. Um, all right. Well, that's definitely a disappointment chakra unlocked. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, that's yeah. located in your gut, by the way. That's like when you, f- when you feel those pangs of disappointment. I'm going to get abs now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm not disappointed in myself anymore. <laughs> yeah, we make no promise about abs or any sort of like <laughs> muscular <laughs> definition leaving this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, does burn calories, though. Um, Ansley, keep it moving. All right. We are now at the heart chakra. So, Casey, what have you learned from grief? Ooh, that's uh, a good one. Um, they've all been very good. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm still definitely, you know, in the grieving process with my father. How mm-hmm. long ago was that? that you Which, lost? yeah, is the it's like that was uh, uh, 2019. Mm-hmm. So this was okay. uh, Jan- June was, th- you know, three years. Wow. Um, and you, you want to like tell yourself like three years is a long time. It, it hasn't really felt like it. No. It still yeah. really feels like I'm in that that moment. Um, uh, you know, a thing I've had lately is, you know, as I, as I process it is like, it almost feels in a weird way. And this is not like 
on him at all as a. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, you're. Can you turn that air conditioner off? Oh, yeah. All good. You don't know what ASMR throughout this whole entire episode. <laughs> I just noticed that. I'm so sorry, Casey. Per- I didn't mean to interrupt fine. you. All right. Now. Do you think the audio will be good from earlier? I mean, it'll be okay. It'll, yeah. But, like, the comments will definitely be. Okay. Yeah. The, but this episode oh, is so fucking fun. There's yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, there'll be a, People will live. Um, but I'm sorry, you were saying? Uh, yeah. So I think the thing that I've had, you know, been going through lately as I'm uh, processing uh, is that, like, and this is not on, on my dad at all as, as a father. He was a phenomenal father. Mm-hmm. And he was always in my life. But it feels like he's a bigger part of my life now than he was before hmm. because the, the, you know, the weight of him not being here feels so much heavier than like when you take for granted when he is here. Yeah. 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 And so like that's where I'm at in the grieving process right now of like, you know, um, would, you know, love to have him here, um, obviously. But I'm like, it, it, I just feel like there's so much more because it's like when you go out and like I'm a single guy, so like. You go out on dates and then it's always you start to talk about your family and then mm-hmm. it's like always this thing I feel like I have to, you know, reveal and yeah. um and so it's like it's always still like a hard thing to just bring up and to let people in on. Um, you know, I'm very open about talking about it, but it's also just a thing like it feels so much heavier, it just feels like there's so much more to him now because he's not here. Then if I was like, oh, yeah, my dad's like a lawyer, like he lives out in Edinburgh and like I see him like twice a year, you know, like I mean, like where now it's like, yeah, he was gone. You know, I moved home. I was living with him. You know, when he passed, I was helping take care of him. And like, you know, there's this this whole extra piece of him that, you know, is was the end of his life that I'm kind of like left with. And it's so um, I guess the question was like, how what have I learned about grieving or like what have you learned from grief? What have I learned from grief is. That it's just it's like an ongoing it's an ongoing process. I don't think it really um, ever ever stops, and it, it and it comes in different waves. And there's different like um, there's different parts of it. You know, I know that like there's like the five stages, but I think it's even that I think is too like broad strokes. Yeah. Like, oh, there's five things you're gonna go through. I'm yeah. like, no, there's a million things that you go through in a grieving process. It's not just like these five stages that you can just break it down into. Like I go in and out of the five stages still, yeah. you know, and it's, yeah. it's been three years again. It's like, is that a long time? I, it doesn't feel like it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, We've had close to 40 different people on this podcast mm-hmm. at this point. And I think that was the first time somebody expressed the part of grief where the person seems like they're larger in their life now than when they were living. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah I don't I've, think we've heard that. No, but it's, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it does. Okay. I, really, like, I mean, well, so Ansley lost her mother very recently. Like, a, a year, year ago. ago. Oh, so, okay. like, I relate to everything you're saying. Okay. Like, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I'm just curious. Like, do you, like, how much do you relate to that To at this point now? Well, I... I I feel like it's like, like we just went to the beach and like, like she loved the beach and like, so the whole time we're there, it was just like, you know, she would have loved to be here, you know, like, so every single and like with kids and everything, like every moment, everything that they're going through, you're like, it's great, but you're like, oh, I wish she was here or she's missing this or wouldn't this be great to share with her or, and it's like, and with the kids, it's so it's like me missing the moments to talk to her, but then it's also like this would have been something that they could have shared with her, you know? So like, I feel yeah. like I'm missing, missing her for them too. And mm-hmm. like, yeah. So it's just, it's a lot of compounding yeah. like yeah. moments. Yeah. Every, exactly. And everything always, there's that 
what if yeah if they were it's in that yeah that that's always it's always there it's yeah. just it hasn't got i was expecting it to like okay after the first year and i get through the first holidays and the first yeah. whatever's it's still i mean it's yeah. still there i know that's not comforting but it is <laughs> like it's still there and i think that helped when i like the first year after i lost my father like i talked to uh, people about it and i remember someone being like it doesn't get easier it just becomes a natural thing that you know how to deal with mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's not that it's easy yeah but like you just kind of over time you're like those that feeling is always there and that's just how you know they stay present in your life you know yeah. it's it's not the best way for them to be <laughs> there with you but it is still it's it's they're still there you know like you're still always thinking about them and i guess that's like the important part yeah 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 and yeah so definitely thank you for sharing all that it was uh I mean, <clears throat> well, well, I want to say definitely thank you for that. But I also do definitely want to uh, say that, you know, I knew you when you left to go back, take mm-hmm. care of your dad. And I, I I don't know if I expressed it then. I, I probably tried to, you know, but I thought it was a I was very proud of you that you did that. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Because, I mean, I felt like it could have been easy to not. Yeah, but people talk about that with me a lot. Like, you know, the decision to do, I mean, like, just to backstory's sake, like, my dad was living alone and I thought he was getting sicker. I knew he was getting sicker. I could hear it in his voice. And so I just kind of like, I was living in Philly at the time. I'm like, I might move back home and take care of him. Mm-hmm. Just to, and he didn't need like help getting out of his chair or anything like that. It was just like, he doesn't have anyone else there. And I figured, you know, I was, I wasn't, married i didn't have kids i didn't like i had like the my sister and brother have families and like you know they had their own stuff like i just felt like i have the freedom to do this no one's asking me to do it but i can do it so like i should you know why yeah. not you know if if i don't i you know i might regret it and like it was very i'm not a higher power person by any means um i was thinking about moving back home i had gotten a text out of nowhere from the superintendent of the first school district that I worked at, my home school district. And he was like, hey, what are you doing? Where do you live? I'm like, I'm, I'm in Philly. Why? And he goes, well, we have like a job opening that we haven't been able to fill. It was the position you had before, high school okay. emotional support teacher. Like, would you be willing to, you know, come back and take that job? Like, it's yours. You don't even need to interview for it. Yeah. And so there is like this, I'm getting offered a job, you yeah. know, in my hometown. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. You know, I, and I even told him the situation. I was like, I was already thinking about moving home. So then I moved home and it was, was able to be there with my dad. And, you know, there is, there's definitely some like things along the way. Like he had some falls in the, like the middle of the night that I was able to like help him with and, um, you know, get him, get him up and, you know, take care of him. And then, uh, the last like May his like April through May is his health started to really decline. And then like he passed away on like the last day of the school year. So it was like this whole thing of like getting offered this job to come back. And I'm like, yeah. it helps me, you know, I can make a living while I'm back home too. And then, uh, but the time it was just so bizarre to me. And like, yeah. again, not a like higher power person, but I'm like, man, the universe can really show itself yeah. in a very yeah. like <laughs> on the nose direct, like, look at how this <laughs> fucking lined up. And you're like, it's hard to, you know, so what it was, was that? chilling? Yeah, I'm, yeah. All, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I, I always gracious. look back. I'm like, well, how did that just fall together? In a way, it, like, I was just, it's, yeah, I still can't really process it, but it was. Yeah. How did your uh, mom deal with? Like, I know that they were divorced. My yeah. parents were divorced too. Mm-hmm. Like, how did your mom deal with 
with was she involved in the situation or oh, did she yeah. kind of like, like super yeah. supportive you know all of us and um you know always there for us and stuff so you know she understood like i was i, I think the hard part for her which would make sense is like because he was sick and it was for so long there was always like more of an eagerness to like go spend time with him mm-hmm. you know she could she picked up on it and i'm like it's not a personal thing but it's like a yeah, yeah. you know it feels like there's less time over here. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, so it was, you know, um, I, I definitely like, you know, even in adulthood, you know, I there are different times after during college and after college that I would live with my dad because I, I went to college in my hometown. So I just like spent more time, you know, with him throughout my my 20s for sure. Um, so I think like but she handled it well. I think she just, you know, really understood the situation and was like always supportive i think they always still had love for each other even Mm -hmm. though the you know the marriage didn't work out i don't think it was like there was no love lost you know like there was it was still there um so she you know was still like always involved you know very helpful you know with the the process of everything after you know her name was like still on the house and so she was you know you know she was she was great and very helpful and supportive um the entire time. So I'm grateful for yeah. that. It wasn't like a, yeah, I know it can just get so ugly for some people, you know, I don't know if it was a situation for you that was like, it wasn't ugly. It okay. was just, um, I don't know. It was, it was, it was strange. It's like, I think it's similar to like, kind of like watching your parents get divorced and then like watching my dad try to deal like his, he's remarried and like him mm-hmm. redealing with that loss and watching me and my brother deal with it and like he wanted to be really involved in it but it was kind of like this isn't totally your place anymore you know yeah like he was the one that left the relationship for sure gotcha and it was you know it's just i don't know it was um and he's not a big talker so it wasn't like he shared too much with me about it but like yeah man and your parents got divorced kind of like right right before we met or as we were meeting yeah, because my dad waited until I went off to college. Okay, yeah, that was that my was dad's kind of yeah. plan too. That's what he wanted to do. Yeah, yep. yeah, 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 yeah. So they they were not together. They were divorced for over twenty years. Yes, it'd been a while by the time yeah. her mom passed. Yeah, you know. So yeah, I can see that where your dad would you know kind of not, and I, I think my mom balanced it well of like not trying yeah. to be like, let me come in and be the parent right away, yeah. you know. But she was still like. I'm here. Anything yeah. you need, like anything at all, mm-hmm. I'll do it. You yeah. know, and so you know, I was very grateful to have a healthy thing going on there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. So again, thank you for sharing. Yeah, uh, that was a heart chakra unlocked mm-hmm, for sure. <clears throat> and uh, Ansley, keep it moving. All right, Casey, we're at the throat chakra. What is a favorite lie that you have told, or if you are still telling it, if it's still in rotation, you get extra karmic points. Favorite lie. Uh, there's two. They're so dumb. <laughs> I did one. I went to a, uh, I went to a frat party at Penn State when I was in college, and I uh, told everyone that my name was Andy Costner, that I was Kevin Costner's son, <laughs> and everyone at this frat believed it because the friends I was with were like also like, oh yeah, that's Kevin Costner's son. Yeah. And like Kevin Costner is like a guy, especially like a college frat in like, you know, 2010 to 2014 or whatever year it was. Like no one like knows enough about Kevin Costner to like really have any like 
you're not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, his 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 son would definitely go to Penn State. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was just I was getting free drinks and like being introduced to people. It was like, oh, yo, this is Kevin. Remember Kevin Costner from like Waterworld? Like, this yeah. is his son. And uh, it just went on all night. And then I was at like a party at my college, four hours away from Penn State. Like two months later, and this guy came up to me and he goes like, looks at his friends, like, oh, you know who this is? And the guy's like, no. He goes like, dude, tell me who you are. And I'm like, uh, Casey. <laughs> he goes, no, 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 no. He's like, oh, I thought you were, I thought you were this dude like Andy. He was like Kevin Costner's son. I was like, oh, holy <laughs> shit! Like this Penn State frat guy was now at this other party yeah. two months later telling someone that I was Andy. So that's easily one of my favorite lies I've ever told. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was another one I used to just fucking around with friends. Like one of my buddies one time came up and like put like a, like put me in like a choke, like a hold. And I just immediately went limp and everyone that was like, thought it was just funny that I just kind of like just went down. So that became like a running gag and like anyone would just come up behind me and I would just go limp. (laughs) (laughs) But we would do it around people that didn't know the gag. So like then our other friends would be like, wait, is he okay? Like, did you seriously just choke him out? And so we would just keep doing that around people and then just seeing how long we could like, how long I could stay on the ground, like passed out and how long (laughs) they could like pretend that I was completely out cold. And everyone eventually caught on. Um, we were, we were telling people that I had like a really sensitive, like, trigger point or really sensitive nerve <laughs> in my neck and that like if you just touch yeah. it I go down I had one friend who like looked it up and they were like apparently it's like a real thing <laughs> oh wow maybe I don't know what they looked up but they were like yo stop doing that to him like you're gonna go give him brain damage and so the gag just kind of kept going and going and eventually like a year later I just I couldn't keep doing it to this person anymore because they were like the fucking nicest person in the world. Yeah. yeah. And so it would just like people would come up, choke me out. I'd go down. They would be like, oh, my God, stop doing this. And like freaking <laughs> out and like like getting confrontational with our friends of like, you like, you have no idea what you're doing to them. And yeah. so then finally, like on, on the person's birthday, I was just like someone choked me out and I just stood up immediately and I was like. Listen, I gotta tell you, it's been going on for like over a year. It might have been like two years at that point. Oh, it's like you deserve to know. And he, um, yeah, yeah. Did you ever no. have? Did you, have, did you ever have a moment where uh, the time that you were on the ground, like trying to see how long you could be on the ground in their presence, was coming against like how long you wanted to be on the ground? Oh yeah, there'd be like there'd be like oh man, I really gotta pee, and like they're like you know what I mean. And the friends yeah. would always point out that like sometimes it would happen when I had a drink, and they're like, I don't know how anyone keeps falling for this. You never drop, you never spill your drink when we do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would like go down, but still like oh, and like you know yeah. the, the cup was always up. You know, like I never committed fully to spill my drink. That's I always made sure the drink was there. Um, that, yeah. That's what I'm asking. Yeah, and, and like yeah. in like yeah. a gross frat floor. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. There is there is definitely some places where I'm like, why'd you do it here? This fucking yeah. is disgusting. Yeah. And I would try to like fall like, what's the best? Place to <laughs> All right, that's those are those yeah. are two good lies. Yeah, that's yeah. fun. Fun. Yeah, those are fun, fun ones. Yeah, I felt like everything was you know. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, okay, so Ansley. Right. Oh wait, by the way, we'll call that a throat chakra unlocked. Yes. Yes. All right, we are to the third eye chakra, so we're out of the physical into the metaphysical. So, what is something that you had thought of as separate, but you're learning that it's they're really the same. Thought it was separate, but really the same. 
Um, huh. Man, that's a really good question. I get, um, I've been thinking a lot about how everything seem in life seems very cyclical. Mm-hmm. Like it's sometimes people always do the, we're in a simulation, you know, joke, but like, um, I don't know if that even answers the question though. I just feel it like, doesn't. yeah, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. I'm trying to think like, I think the past is the same as the present. And so the future itself now, um, so physical versus like metaphor, the same, I always thought it was separate, but the same. Um, yeah. I mean, don't focus on the, uh, the terminology of physical versus metaphysical. Okay. That's not important. Uh, what is important is something that you saw as the same, but you realize now. Something you, something you saw is separate, separate but you realize is now, now the like the same. Yeah. Um, I think like I always thought that, you know, I, I think a lot of feelings end up coinciding. Like I've had things that made me feel very successful and fulfilled and I've had things that made me feel very disappointed and, you know, upset it, it always ends up kind of like, I think those feelings kind of do the same to the body of like, it puts you in a shock in a way. And then, but it's also, it's, it's a fleeting feeling every time. So like, I always thought that success would like, if I was successful in certain things or if I was, you know, chipping away at goals that like, I would feel better than if I was failing. And I don't think success and failure, failure, like really feel that different. Cause you're always, you always want something better. Like you always want something more like you're always going to, all right, what's the next step now mm-hmm. when you fail, it sucks. Cause you like feel like, you know, you, you are an idiot or like you're just not doing what you set out to do, but you're still trying to get, you're still like trying to, if you're doing it the right way, you're still working at it. Like you're still trying to like reach a goal. Same thing as when you get success. Like if you experience a moment of success, then you're still going to move on. You're not just like, Oh, I did it. And now I sit in this throne and I'm, you know, like the king. I look at me. It's like, then you're like, all right, well, like, how can I make more money doing this? Like, how can I, you know, get a bigger, do a bigger room? Whatever the thing is, like, I'm thinking in like comedy terms, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? But like, it can be anything. So I think that I always thought like success would be a a feeling. And I'm talking like I'm incredibly successful. I'm hardly, but like, even when I've had those moments of it, it doesn't feel that much different from me than like, you know, when something is just not gone my way. Yeah. It's like, uh, like no position can be maintained. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. You expect things. Don't you like, Oh, there's always the expectation of like what this will feel like once I achieve it or get it. And then I'm always kind of left with like wanting a little bit more. Yeah. I, I like with jujitsu competitions, you know, like, you lose it sucks and you're like uh like you know very frustrating but even when you win like it's not like you stop self-analyzing you're like i could have done that better i could have done that better and then you get stuck in that like Mm -hmm. you can't hold on to that win because now you've got another competition and you just want to take it to the next level and so it's like yeah so when you lose you're like oh i gotta fucking get back to the mat yeah work out so i don't lose again and then when you win, it's like, I got to get back to the mat and work out so I keep winning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, it's like that's very the best. Sim- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Nailed I like, it. Yeah, yeah, I like it. <laughs> I like it. That is, uh, 
that is, that is a nuance that again that's another nuance mm-hmm. in disappointment or not dis- in, in this uh section that we haven't heard yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so hell yeah word <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know uh and we'll call that a third eye chakra unlocked. Yes. Right. Unless I mean, you you didn't. There's it's pretty cut and dry. Yeah. No. It's very. Yeah. Like yeah. I hadn't thought of it that way, but I, I now I do. Yeah. Right. It's fun. <laughs> it's a fun way to. It's a yeah. fun thing to implement. It's uh, I mean, especially too where it's like, well, it doesn't. You know, we're, we're always trying to like, uh, reiterate to ourselves that like we'll just do jujitsu. No mm-hmm. matter what the problem is, jujitsu is going to be the thing that solves the problem anyway. Mm-hmm. That just reinforces that even more. Sure. <laughs> you yeah. Know? It's just, ah, oh, just keep doing jujitsu. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, third eye chakra unlocked. Thank you for that. Yes. And, uh, Ansley, keep it moving. All right. Casey, we're at the crown chakra, last chakra. Okay. It's a two part question. All right. All right. What is one thing you can't give up and why? And what would giving it up mean? Hmm. Um, one thing I can't give up, um, man, I give up almost everything. (laughs) 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 I give up a lot of stuff. Um, I move on quickly from things. Um, I I guess, um, and it's not, I have like bad habits you know, and I've, some of them are like long ingrained in me and it's just like stuff that I need to, um, I need to get rid of like my, some of the ways I respond to things. And if I did get rid of it, it would mean that like, I might be a a version of myself that I wouldn't battle with so often, Mm. but I think I'm kind of trapped in a cycle of like learned behavior of, of how I respond to things, negative things from like when I was a kid that, you know, maintain as an adult and it's like there's like that part of like the inner child i need to like cut off and separate you know mm-hmm. and 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 um now, grow a little bit from you know so i'm, I'm i am going to ask you yeah. if you have an example but i'm not asking you for uh, the reason why i'm asking and i only want to state this is because like, i like where this answer is going and i feel like for people to fully relate to it, if you like an example yeah. might help for them to be like, Oh yeah, that, that is a thing I do too. Yeah. I, I think like, um, you know, I've, I've mentioned like drinking here a little bit, you mm-hmm. know? Um, I, I grew up like with a family, like we're like partying was like a very socially acceptable thing to do. Gotcha. And it also was like a way I watched, you know, people, handle their thing it was like oh, I need to have a drink mm. and so I've gotten into like a the the habit of like you know I can stop drinking but I also have the the routine of like when things are bad I'm like oh, I need to just drink I just like need I need something right now because I don't this feeling isn't good so yeah. I need something as opposed to like sitting in the feeling mm-hmm. you know and it's that like getting in a routine and rhythm of like oh you know I, I feel anxious so I'm gonna like go to this thing and like push myself off away from the world you know like i've actually to be honest like another thing is like i've started like watching like porn when i was like a young kid and like porn's been a weird thing that i've like used that to detach from like situations where i'm like anxious and i'm like oh well, this is like a little, like endorphin you know dopamine hit so like i'll watch that and then it's like so you get into these really like routines and habits of like you know ab- abusing different things that you know need to be used in moderation and you know 
I've just grown up in a way where like I've attached myself to different things where I'm like, Oh, that's, that's just a good way for me to like kind of escape. And I'm like, don't escape ever. Mm. You know, you yeah. gotta like, like I said, cut yourself off from the things that you learned at a young age made you feel good so that you can like learn how to feel better now as a, you know, more grown person. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And of course he, the, the, you answered the first part, the second part first, which was, it would mean you would be a version of yourself that you wouldn't battle with as much. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's yeah. how the podcast ends. Casey. Right on. <laughs> uh, yeah. So how do you feel, man? This is why people glow when they leave, huh? Yeah. You get, yeah, yeah. You talk about stuff and <laughs> sit around five lights and then you're like, <laughs> hell yeah. Radiate out of here. Yeah. No, oh, this is a lot of fun. And we didn't even ask you, do you have time to stick around for the Patreon? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Also, I wanted to say, I forgot, I, I, I came to my mind and forgot about it. But when you guys were talking about your parents getting divorced, I never had to see that. My parents were never together. But you would think a divorce between a psychologist and a lawyer yeah. would be amicable. Yeah, he's like, you know? I'll do the paperwork. She's like, I'll I'll talk about the feelings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I actually never thought about it that way. I never did. That's a I, yeah. yeah. That's like never put the that perfect skill set for a divorce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So again, Casey, thank you for that, man. That, that was awesome. Yeah. Thank you. No, this this felt great. This was yeah. a really fun conversation. I'm, I really enjoy you guys having me on here to do this because I'm like, oh shit, you know. I'm used to like going on and just doing like a bunch of pop culture references on like podcasts yeah. and stuff and like <laughs> talking about bands or whatever. Like this was uh, this was this is great. All right, cool. And so we're going to hop into the Patreon now. You guys can follow us over there. One dollar gets you all of our exclusive content over on our Patreon. That's right. One dollar gets you not only the counter to this podcast, which we call Two Jack Bros After Dark, but it also gets you our uh, fight commentary and analysis that we do on Ansley's Jiu-Jitsu matches. Um and anything else comedy-wise that I may or may not put up there. Well, I have to actually would have to put it up there. For, for <laughs> it to matter. And so Casey, didn't we forgot to even promote your stuff? What do you? Uh, you have a podcast? I don't have anything. I mean, if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's just my name, Casey Kuftik, K-U-F-T-I-C. Um, yeah, I've I've got you know some shows coming up, but no, I I do need to get into having another thing. Yeah. I just don't know what I want to do yet. No pressure. No pressure. Casey Kuftik, follow him on Instagram. And uh, of course, you know, we're on all the stuff too. Thank you so much for listening, guys. We love you. Love you. And Bye. we're out. Two Jack Rose. Two Jack Rose.